Hey everyone, I'm Kate Galliford. And I'm Diana Silva. Today for our very first special episode of the summer, Diane and I are very excited to dive into Retrospect's second ever Pride Month special. Today, we're gonna be exploring the sounds and histories of different New York City Pride events, including the famous Heritage of Pride Parade and Reclaim Pride Coalition's newer event, the Queer Liberation March. Later, I speak with Fordham Lincoln Center student, Alden Kennedy, to hear about her first ever Pride experience. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. One of the most popular events at New York City Pride is the parade hosted by Heritage of Pride every year. Although the first official Pride was celebrated in New York in 1970, the nonprofit organization coordinated its first Pride in 1984 and has largely run the event ever since. Although Heritage of Pride used to start much further north in the days past, the event now sticks to the larger Greenwich Village area, which is of course an infamous gay neighborhood and home to the Stonewall Inn. Yeah, so I think the Heritage of Pride Parade is basically like synonymous with New York Pride. I feel like that's what everyone thinks about is like the huge parade in the village and like the mayor's usually in it and like they have the big floats and that kind of thing. That's like largely what my experience with Pride has been and it definitely centers on like the celebration aspect of Pride over, you know, some people are pushing to return to like kind of like the protest roots of Pride, but Heritage of Pride, I feel like is firmly like a big, kind of flamboyant celebration. No, I definitely agree. I feel like it pushes for like inclusiveness. I definitely felt very included going there. Like I'm not bi or anything, but I always love sharing that experience with my friends who are making them feel comfortable, just kind of being there for support. This was my first pride ever. And it was a really great experience. It was really fun. Actually, everyone was super nice, super supportive. We were dancing. It was just like an endless circle of love. Increasingly though, some groups have been sort of dissatisfied with the direction that the heritage of pride hosted parade has taken last year in retrospect, for our Pride Month special, we spoke with activist J.W. Walker, who's involved in coordinating the Queer Liberation March, which is an event hosted by the Reclaim Pride Coalition that began in 2019, largely as a response to the New York City Pride Parade. Jay spoke about the heightened corporate presence in the parade. There was the sanctioned police presence there that people took a lot of issue with, obviously given the origins of Pride being kind of a protest and a riot against police presence in queer spaces. And then also a large one was kind of the barriers put up along the parade route that keeps spectators separate from those walking in the parade and just how much of a spectacle it's become. And people feel that it's sort of too separate now from like the original meaning of pride. The Queer Liberation March emphasizes what they view as the original spirit of pride, which was the act of rebellion and uprising that occurred in 1969 on the night of the Stonewall Inn riots, which was kind of the catalyst for the modern gay rights movement and was at the very least, the beginnings of New York Pride and also kind of like worldwide, all these Pride parades, like you can really trace that back to Stonewall. And so Reclaim Pride, it's right in their name. That's sort of what their aim is, is to get back to that spirit. I don't know what you've been told. I don't know what you've been told. Bigotry is getting on. Bigotry is getting on. We are loud and we are clear. We are loud and we are clear. 
it's important to recognize even though the queer liberation march was really focused on returning to the roots of pride like as an uprising and the political elements of it there were definitely elements of joyfulness and celebration and that kind of thing you could see among the people marching together there was also certain musical groups like Batella New York which is an all-women samba percussion band It had equal elements of political action and still, you know, celebrating pride and what it meant. Pride is a very unique and one of a kind experience. If you're ever in New York around Pride Month or the day of Pride, you should definitely check it out. It's definitely a memorable experience that you can share with your friends, share with your family. I definitely saw a lot of families there, like with their children. So yeah, definitely check it out if you're around the area. It's a really beautiful, one-of-a-kind, colorful experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think if I learned anything at this Pride and kind of thinking about these two different events that were taking place, obviously in a city like New York, you're never going to be able to cover every single Pride event. There are many more that we didn't talk about or get to cover, but Pride can really be what you want it to be. There was a lot of kind of bleeding between the two events. It wasn't like you did one or the other, there's something for everyone. You can really make pride what you want it to be and an experience that is fulfilling and comfortable and exciting for you. I'm very happy to welcome a very special guest on to discuss her first experience at New York Pride, FCLC senior and my girlfriend, Alden Kennedy. Hi, Alden. Hello, I am very excited to be here. Longtime listener of Retrospect, first time interviewee. Uh, I feel very fortunate, very proud to be a part of this episode <laughs> with you. So thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for, yeah, happy to finally have you on. We've been joking <laughs> about it for a very long time. A very um, long time. So I brought you on today because I'd like to talk about your experience at New York Pride this past weekend, it was your very first Pride. So what were your first impressions? How did it go? Yeah, I think for me, it was really interesting just because like, I had come out last year. So what would have been my first Pride was in like the height of the pandemic. So obviously there were no kind of celebrations going on, nothing like that. So this was kind of a long time coming for me and I really enjoyed it. I really had a nice time. It was a really nice experience because it was a long time coming because of the pandemic and all knowing that this would be my first experience, first time like Pride has happened for anyone in a hot second there, my first Pride ever. Uh, I felt very fortunate to be able to be a part of it and to be able to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community in that kind of way and all of that. Just this last moment, I don't know why it just struck me as super interesting that like we're having this conversation like it was my second Pride technically, but like I've been out for years now and like you came out last year, but like didn't get to go to Pride the event because of the pandemic. Just because we're not always able to celebrate Pride like in person at a big event, like for whatever reason. It's interesting to think of, it feels like we're missing out on things. Like what do you think the value is of it being a physical in-person event where there's many people and it's like a very tangible experience? Like what is so important about that? Yeah, I think... I think there, and even as like we were talking about it on the subway on the way down to Christopher Street and all that kind of stuff, I was just so excited to get to see 
all of like the people in the LGBTQ community, like see all the different types of people that are a part of it, because it is a very diverse community. There was a very special energy to it. One being pride, two being pride after a pandemic, like it was so nice, like everyone just seemed so happy to like be together and be celebrating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think pride as an event, it's very special because it is a group of people who even though they are very diverse and everyone within it is very different there is still this kind of shared commonality of being like okay like I am queer in some sense I am part of this community and I know you here are too for the most part there were a few moms in like ally shirts which I thought was very cute knowing that that's something my own mom would wear but like just knowing that there were people around you who even though we all have different stories, different experiences, have a similar kind of basic understanding of one another was really special. Earlier, Diane and I were kind of going over some of the differences between, I would say, the two major Pride celebrations. Obviously, there are numerous ones. Some didn't necessarily take place on the 27th or took place earlier, that kind of thing. But I would say the two main ones on Sunday the 27th were the Heritage of Pride Parade, which is kind of the big traditional parade most people would think of. And then the more recent queer liberation march. And obviously they had two fairly different atmospheres, one being a parade and more of like the celebratory side of pride and then the queer liberation march being more the protest side of pride and pride's history. So can you kind of explain some of your thought processes behind going even somewhat loosely to the parade over the march? Yeah, I think for me, um, just personally due to like, what was going on with my life coming to Pride after like traveling and like not really having a very solid plan of what I wanted to do that day. Um, It just made sense to go to the general Greenwich Village area and kind of just walk around there, see the sights, see the people. And that wound us up at the like New York City NYC Pride parade very briefly. And then from there, we went and met up with a friend in Washington Square Park, which was like obviously kind of the hub of a lot of stuff. Personally, I didn't feel super connected to any particular event. It was more so just wanting to go down there and experience it and see what it was all about because I had never been before, get to experience all that kind of stuff. Learning from this past year, like personally, I feel more interested and more dedicated to taking more of the activist protest approach to pride. I don't necessarily know if it will be with the Queer Liberation March um, or with other organizations such as the Stonewall protests, which I've been seeing a lot of people posting about and something that I wish I had kind of learned about sooner. But just taking into account and doing that kind of pre-planning and exploring all the options, but I think definitely it's important to honor the protest heritage of pride and take that into account and remember that like pride is activism. And I think like more people should should be a part of that, myself included, as opposed to just taking it as like a celebration and all that. Yeah, and I feel like I should clarify, like when I said loosely, it was like, we saw a bit of the parade and like made an effort to show up to the parade and see a bit of it. But It definitely, in my experience, was more like we were just kind of taking in the atmosphere, like you were saying, and spent a lot of time in Washington Square Park where a lot of different groups and events kind of bled together. And I felt like that was a really interesting and meaningful experience for me. And I think definitely what you were saying earlier about visibility is so important. And even 
being students in New York and that kind of thing, it's something I'm more used to now. And it's something I've been like fortunate enough to kind of experience growing up. But I think it's still, I remember having a moment like at Pride, the circumstances even like weren't the best at the time because you and I were trying to get somewhere and we were like fighting through this crowd. And it was like so, like we everyone was so sweaty at that point because it was such a hot day. And like that part was like almost grotesque, but I don't know, something about that moment. I even made a comment to you at the time. It just really struck me that, I don't know, we're all kind of connected by the same larger sense of identity and like all coming together, even for our own reasons. If we came there just to meet up with friends or like have fun or like go out and protest or a bit of all of the above. I just thought that was a really special moment for me. So did you have any particular moments like that? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, (laughs) Like you mentioned, us trying to get through that crowd. There was one time like we were basically out of it and I saw someone whose outfit was like really cute. It was like a little rainbow crochet top. And I like, as we were like kind of dance walking by them, I was like, oh my gosh, I love your outfit. And I gestured with my hand as I'm prone to do. And they reached out and touched my hand and said, thank you. And I was like, oh my God, first of all, that's like the first time anyone has like touched my hand that I don't know in a while even though that's not like that odd of an experience so that was just like one a nice moment of connectedness via pride but also like a nice moment of connectedness after COVID but really my favorite was when I was standing in line to go to the bathroom and I was just like making chit chat with the people around me and like I was talking to this one person who also went to a Jesuit school and we were able to connect about that and as someone complimented my nails which I had painted like the by pride flag and like all that kind of stuff so it was just really nice because I don't I don't typically think of myself as a very outgoing person like I'm not the type to just start up small talk with strangers but I was just like I was so caught up kind of in the energy of it and the excitement of it and just knowing like oh like these people here like they're happy to be here too like I want to be happy with them and all that which was was super fun Another thing I kind of have been spending a lot of time thinking about, especially like given the pandemic and how much time everyone's been indoors and kind of just online in like the last year or so and like kind of the effect that has on people, I think in a more long-term sense, young people, people our age and especially like young queer people kind of growing up with the internet and like I can definitely say like in my experience, largely that being like my first foray into like kind of queer groups and that kind of thing and I think there is or can be kind of an issue with largely having your experiences with queer groups being in these kind of social circles on like social media and that kind of thing where I do think there's a lot of value to having like real world interactions with queer groups and like queer elders. I just think it's valuable to go out and see like there are a thousand different ways people will express like their gender and all their identities and things like that. I think that there's definitely value like a lot of value in experiencing things like in real life and not just on the computer. And I think that's something that I am looking forward to being able to do a lot more now um, and like engage with a lot more now. Cause I think I personally still have like a lot of learning to do about the queer community and the people that are a part of it and the history that is the pride movement. And I'm really excited to be able to like go places and learn things and like talk to people and hear their stories and and grow from that and also like there's the benefit of the internet and having information there being at our fingertips but there is something so real and tangible and important about like being in person with people and going places and all that kind of stuff that is definitely key 
Was there anything about your experience at Pride that like surprised you? I don't, I don't think so necessarily. I think I I went into it with an overall like very open mind. Like again, didn't really have much of a plan, much of an expectation. I don't think it necessarily like surprised me per se, but I was really excited to like see people and like see strangers. And especially like in New York where it feels like everyone always is just like, keep your head down, do your own thing just get to your destination, like being able to be around people and being able to talk to people. And like, there was one lady before our friend showed up and we didn't have a blanket who like offered us to sit on her blanket. And I was like, we don't know you, but that's very nice. And I somehow, for some reason, like brought a pen with me that someone was like, do you happen to have a pen? And I was like, wait, yes, I do. And like all that kind of stuff. And just having that human connection and that interaction, which we've been talking about this whole time, like isn't necessarily pride related but more just like people being together related but I think it's been a really long time since I felt something like that and to have it be something that I felt at pride felt very special to me. Do you have any advice for people who are going to pride for their first time next summer or people who are thinking about going back for the first time in a while any practical advice or otherwise? Yes so It's my nature as someone who is kind of anxious and also someone who does stage management to always have a lot of things with me, just like anything that I think that I might need, I'm going to bring. So like I had tons of extra water bottles, like we had like a towel, we had like my pen that I mentioned, like all of these kinds of things. So I think just making sure that you're prepared for stuff. The one thing that I didn't bring was a Band-Aid and I did end up needing it. (laughs) Um, But just making sure that you're prepared, making sure that you have a a group of people or at least a person that like knows what you're doing, knows where you are, because I think that's just good safety in general. And biggest thing, like making sure you're staying hydrated, making sure you're wearing your sunscreen, like all those kinds of basic things for like any sort of hot summer day. But then I would say with that too, like, I think I had such a nice time because I went in there with kind of like no expectation and no plans and was just open to where the day was taking me. And I think I had a lot of fun with that and just being flexible around all of it was, was nice. So what would you say the significance of LGBT pride is to you, I'd say both as a concept and then also now that you've attended your very first like official in-person New York pride, what it means to you as an event. Yeah, I think I'm going to start with event just because it, I think is a bit easier to encapsulate. Um, But as an event, like, like I was saying before, like it was really nice to be able to get to experience that community and that human connection and just being able to celebrate with so many people and get to see so many different types of people who are also just like happy to be there and happy to be celebrating and all those kinds of things but also keeping in mind like the protest aspect of it and making sure to for myself to emphasize that a bit more in the future I think is going to be kind of a guiding force for me and then overall I think pride for me kind of means I don't know I think just kind of celebrating like my happiness that I have right now like 
I love being able to be in New York City and get to experience New York pride and like the LGBT community here and like the history surrounding it here and all that. Um, and then also like just knowing too that like I have my family that loves me and is supportive of me, which I know not everyone does, but also for me being able to like be proud also thinking about the future and what that holds for me personally and what that holds for the community in general and like society in general and all of that. It's some very exciting stuff. Like there's definitely still a lot of work to do and a lot of progress to be made and all of these things, but there are so many people out there who are working towards it and so many people who want that kind of thing to happen that it's just like exciting to think about. So Alden, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share about Pride and your experience with it? Yeah, I think it's important to keep in mind too, like we're talking about our experience and we're talking about how we were able to go and we were able to feel safe and comfortable there, but also like I remember or not remember, but I, but also I know that that's not a universal experience for people. And I think it's just important to reiterate like no matter where you are in life, no matter like physically where you are, like emotionally where you are, anything like that, you're still a valid part of the community, even if you aren't able to go to New York Pride or you aren't able to physically like represent that or speak about it to people. Remembering that everyone is at a different place in their journey and like also knowing too, like my personal journey is still in its kind of beginning stages and I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm excited to attend future prides. Well, thank you so much for coming on. So happy that we finally got you on and I love going to pride with you and hearing from you all about your first experience. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was honestly a dream come true. So <laughs> glad we could make it happen. <laughs> wow. Retrospect making dreams come true. Since 2021. You heard it here first. <laughs> This has been Retrospect. Thanks once again to Alden for joining us today. We hope we were able to capture even a small piece of New York pride and bring that experience to anyone who wanted to attend this year but was unfortunately unable to attend. Until next time, I'm Diana Silva. And I'm Kate Galliford. And on behalf of all of us here at Retrospect, Happy, happy Pride! pride.